studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Dare I say the world famous social studies? If not world, definitely locally famous. Reg- regionally studies. famous? Regionally perhaps? famous social studies. <laughs> Jared puts up questions at uh, Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Sarah mines through the gold and we react. Let's do this. Yes, let's do it. Welcome into social studies, everyone. We are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. We very appreciate, very much appreciate all of the uh, new followers that have been popping up on our account lately. So thank you very much for that. All right, let's start with the, of course, NFL, the championship games yesterday. The Niners lost to the Eagles and the Bengals lost to the Chiefs. So we've got an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl coming our way in two weeks here in the Valley. Open-ended question, guys. What were your biggest takeaways from Sunday's championship games? Uh, my biggest takeaway probably was, um, you know, the the survival of the fittest. The two number one seeds going into the playoffs, advancing in different fashion. I mean, that was that was a walk in the park yesterday for the Eagles because of the San Francisco quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're very formidable, and Kansas City had to fight, cr- scratch, and claw, and shorthanded themselves. But uh, I think those are two teams that were very conditioned to get through the rigors of, of the first two rounds of the playoffs to reach yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that um, I, I think that the games were largely uh, disappointing, if you ask me. I thought the officiating was absurd in the Cincinnati game. I think a lot of the worst of football was on display this weekend, from what big games look like with backup quarterbacks to the over-involvement of officials mm. and the effect they can have on games. Yeah, and I, so I hope I hope the Super Bowl is a rocking good time. I, I don't think this postseason's been all that. No, it's been... I agree with your overall assessment. The game was intriguing last night in terms of the competitive nature of it, the fact that it was decided late. There was a lot of frustrating elements to it. I think this is back-to-back pretty lackluster playoff weekends for the NFL. Mm-hmm. First weekend yeah. was real good. Yeah, you're I right. Agree. Divisional round and the championship round have not mm-hmm. been great. Yeah. yeah, you're right about that. Alright, we're getting to our listeners. Biggest takeaways from yesterday's NFL uh, championship games. Biggest takeaway for AJPAZ is the Philadelphia Eagles are very good and the Chiefs got every BS call imaginable. <laughs> A lot of people commented on the officiating uh, in, in responses on Twitter. Yeah. Dante says, make sure your fifth string quarterback is always ready. Talking about the Niners, of course. <laughs> Woof. Uh, J. Rod Cards says Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback in the league, and it's not even close. Jalen Hurts means more to the Eagles than most quarterbacks mean to their teams. Fair. A. N. On a similar note, says Jalen Hurts has moved into the top five quarterbacks in the NFL club. Do you guys agree with that? Jalen Hurts top five. I mean, no. yeah, and in, in the current pick, I mean, if we're going recency bias and, and what's happening right now, mm-hmm. yes, but... If he didn't what, get hurt, he would have won the MVP this year. Probably. He still might. He still might. Um, will he be considered a top five quarterback in the league going into next year, though? Two different questions. Hard to know, yeah. yeah. Danielle Haney says, the Cardinals quarterback does not show the leadership we saw over the weekend. We did hit on that on the show already. We did. And then barbecue versus cheesesteaks. <laughs> Jared's head snapped up. Jared's head snapped oh. up. And the rest of the tweet says, this is a Super Bowl that must be making Jared's mouth water. I think any Love potential that. matchup would make it water, really. Yeah. 
just like a hose, like a dirty you know, hose. You can always find <laughs> the regional. Say my cuisine. mouth is like a dirty hose. Something like that. <laughs> wow. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> uh, the winner of the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Eagles. We'll have more wins at State Farm Stadium this year. Yeah, how about that? They and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Both of those teams already got wins. The Cardinals only had one against the Saints. Thursday night football. Kind of rough, guys. Kind of rough. We're asking, what is the most mind-blowing, mind-boggling stat in all of sports? Mm. Or maybe even just a recent one that blew your mind. I wasn't ready for that question. Take a swing. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's it when you consider the historical aspect to it, just the number of wins that Cy Young had in his career. The five hundred and eleven wins. There's never going to be another three hundred game winner in the history of Major League Baseball, unless we have a total reversal to the old days, and that ain't happening. Or any of those complete game stats complete from pitchers game, of that era. Game stats. I mean, it's not sexy, but that's the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, I I think that in terms of stats that blow your mind. What was that one about Fitz having more uh, more tackles, mm, tackles than, than just, drop passes? Yeah, the drop passes. That, that was is something a great that one. came up that was really good. That's wild. Um. Yeah, the fact that the fact that uh, Johnny Vandermeer way back in the old timey timey days threw back to back no hitters that will never ever be beaten. Wow. Certainly never, never beaten. Maybe it maybe never matched. Correct. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. one of those will never be beaten. Yeah, could only be equal. Right. Really, I remember learning that fact as a kid. And I was like, wait a minute, who's this Johnny Vandermeer? This career was completely unnoteworthy other than that particular fact. Wow. He had a losing record. Um, I guess he was an all-star a few times, but yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Back-to-back no-hitters? Mm-hmm. No. So I didn't have the time to fact-check all of these. Okay. Please just uh, yeah. assume just that assume our listeners are accurate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Camp Lejeune water-chugging champ says if Wayne Gretzky had never scored a goal, he would still be the NHL's all-time points leader. That is true. That is true. Okay, great. Uh, Phoenician Sailor says, I know this is a classic sports factoid, but Mariano Rivera allowing fewer earned runs during his career in the postseason than the number of people who have walked on the surface of the moon. That is insanity. And then, of course, somebody responded, we don't don't know how many people have walked on the moon. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Desert Rat says... A mind-boggling sports stat, a 16-0 NFL season did not end perfect, referring to the Patriots, and a 72-10 and record in the NBA did not result in a championship. That's true. The Warriors. Wasn't it 73-9? and nine? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 72-10, right. I don't yeah. think that's correct. 73 is their franchise Here, here's record. Here's a good one from Jarrett Buble. Oh. The 2010 Chargers apparently had this the, is true. the number one ranked offense and the number one ranked defense and missed the playoffs. That is true. I remember that. Wow. One last wild, mind-boggling stat from the sports world. Wise Owl submitted the Mock My World streak for our Aaron Maloney. <laughs> that was like how Cal many? Ripken-esque. That was DiMaggio-esque. Oh, tremendous. 2,131 straight <laughs> wins. Straight ones. Okay, greatest trash talk of all time. This was, uh, we, we were discussing the... 
back and forth between the the cities of Kansas City and Cincinnati. Their mayors were getting involved. The players were all saying, nobody believed in us. We're asking, what is the greatest trash talk of all time? Well, neither one of the examples we heard from the Cincinnati mayor nor the response from Travis Kelsey <laughs> applies uh, in this category. Now, are we doing, I'm sorry, not to interrupt, but are we doing greatest trash talker talker? Talk. Trash talk. Bit of trash talk. A line. My, I don't know if it's the best, but my favorite is the legendary story of Larry Bird at All-Star Weekend. Yeah, that's Right before one. the three-point shooting contest, walking in with his uh, shooting jacket on and saying something something with an expletive in it, like, which one of you blanks is coming Playing in second, second place? place. Yes! Yeah, I'm, I'm voting for that. Oh, I don't know how you top that. <laughs> so that's pretty good. good. One that was uh, mentioned a few times was... The mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. Mm-hmm. That was Scotty Pippen to Carl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan Stadler submitted the Dame Lillard wave goodbye to the OKC Thunder crowd after he hit that deep, deep, deep three-pointer. It's pretty good. A couple of years ago. Uh, Scotty's line of trash talk is, you're devaluing the word great by following it with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> they use that as a rejoin. That's <laughs> much I love that one. Uh, the best trash talk is the silent kind, says the dark shaman. Kobe Bryant trash talk is the best ever with his game. That's pretty good. Along those lines on there wasn't actually talk involved, but Jordan closing his eyes during a free throw mm-hmm. and also the shrug to the bench. Yes. Uh, and then there are some pretty funny ones that I don't want to read, so you can find them on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Nice. My other favorite is Kip Dynamite to his brother Napoleon. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Every time that movie is on and I flip and I stop and I watch it, I was like, how did this ever become popular? Seriously. <laughs> Just obsessed. Oh, Dan Bickley, you got a shout out. I did. Best trash talk. Bickley this morning, says Martinez M. Bickley has been on Bick was, fire today. Yes. Not, fire. Not only on fire, but he's also dropped two impromptu impressions, which is normally my role on this show. That's true. Yeah, but that's true. No, yeah, we don't need you at all anymore, Patrick Vince. Mahomes is that what you're saying? Uh, the, sec- I, the second one is escaping me. What was I the no- second one? I, I, I got to think about it. I have it written threat? down here, I'm sure. I have very short-term memory. <laughs> You'll hear it in the end of the week montage. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Okay, we'll find out. We'll get the answer to that All question right. on Friday. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. There's a t- Cam. That's social studies. <laughs> Josh. Johnson? Every morning at 9 o'clock, Sarah takes us through uh, social studies at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Coming up next, Cardinals coaching search. Add a few more names on the candidate list. What does it all mean? We'll get into that and more next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, Cardinals head coaching search, update, update, update. You know what? They always say, be present right where you're at. And I like like hashtag all the way to the left next to you guys, and I really appreciate it. No, it's been a a busy week, a great week. We've had a chance to visit with a lot of great owners, a, a lot of outstanding organizations. They're obviously looking for a reboot. 
I think with the way the coaching hiring process has changed this year, we're seeing it play out a little longer for these clubs. And I think there's more pressure on uh, everyone who's covering it. And and I think it's a good thing because they're allowing teams to get to the right candidates. Uh, I think, Coach, real quick, can I interrupt? I think in the next week we're going to know a lot more. Coach won't help in the next week, but the doors are not closed yet. No, 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 no. I think there's, yeah, there's a, a handful of things that, that still are taking place for these coaches and myself. Sean Payton on Fox yesterday addressing his own situation, which uh, he did say in that soundbite. A busy week for him. Part of that busy week involved speaking with the Arizona Cardinals in a very lengthy interview at their mm-hmm. team facility in Tempe. Uh, most reports had it at over seven hours, the total visit. That was followed up by Sean Payton last week, immediately responding to uh, something that was out there in the media about him not jiving with the Denver ownership group. He said that's not true. He had a great meeting. Yeah. Uh, Today, the new developments on the Arizona Cardinals coaching search is now that the Cincinnati Bengals have been eliminated from the playoff picture. Both of their coordinators, defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo and offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, they've uh, requested interviews with both of those for their vacant head coaching position. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three weeks into this, adding candidates to me, that's another sign that uh, they're not all that confident they could get something done with Sean Payton. Uh, Maybe it's due diligence. Maybe it's that casting of the wide net that Michael Bidwell uh, referred to several times in laying out what his plan for this coaching search was, but um, you know the list is getting longer, and the length of well, time that's passing is getting yeah, certainly longer yes. too. And and over the weekend there was some speculation that the holdup on Sean Payton might be driven by Mickey Loomis, who's the existing GM in New Orleans, that his asking price might be over the top, might be multiple first round picks. We don't know if that's accurate. It wouldn't surprise me if there is some level of that. Now I have told you that I have got a source that that flat out told me to my face that the Saints have reconciled they are not getting the third overall pick in the draft Mm -hmm. if it is the Arizona Cardinals. But that doesn't mean they're not asking for multiple first round picks. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the year 2023 but there does have to be obviously a level of draft capital that a team is going to have to satisfy. Now, what's interesting to me is that if this is actually a fact, that if Mickey Loomis, the GM of the Saints, is holding this thing up because he's asking for the moon, well, it's negotiating. You can ask for the moon doesn't mean you're going to get it. Um, and and secondarily, he's already been on the record as saying, look, it's my job. I've got to maximize uh, value for this guy. But at the same time, I, I do think that the market isn't that it's it's sort of drying up for Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. So uh, if the New Orleans Saints really are going to play hardball to that level, well, good luck trying to get some compensation next year if he goes back to the broadcast booth. So there might be a game of chicken going on between a franchise like the Cardinals and Mickey Loomis, but again, I'd be surprised if if it was over the third overall pick in this draft because I was told flat out that that's that's like the third rail. Nobody wants to establish that kind of precedent in the NFL. That that a top five draft pick is going to be somehow equivalent now to a head coach, even though it might be. Um, so so there's that to watch. The fact that the Cardinals are are hiring both the offensive and defensive coordinator of the Bengals mm-hmm. that strikes me as a little bit odd because it, the one that the, it, the fact that this Anna Rumo guy is is sort of now the hot coach of the moment that doesn't surprise me. He got a lot of run yesterday. Got he a did. lot of love yesterday. Even last week there was there was some not as much but some attention on social media about hey what about this guy right. 
And if you thought Monty Ossenfort was a name you'd never heard of before, Lou Anarumo was a guy that you've never, you didn't, you didn't think you'd be putting that one on the bingo card. Lou Anarumo, he was in my fourth Look, grade I, class. I, I beat him up all the time for fun. <laughs> I mean, he was a punk. So, uh, so he's a dirtbag. So, so to me, I don't know what this means. I, I really, I walked away Friday thinking, okay, this is fabulous because the market's drying up. The Broncos clearly there's something, there's something blocking the Sean Payton to Denver thing. But now I kind of feel that way about the Cardinals. That if this thing didn't get done over the weekend, I, I don't. And if they're really kind of going out and interviewing more people. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I mean, at, at some point in time, I mean, I, I don't know. It yeah. never felt closer no. than Friday afternoon yeah. to no, me. I, That's I, true. Great. That's I, true. And there were some people that were, hey, maybe Sean Payton is going to make the announcement on the Fox pregame show. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, that didn't happen. No. And the other thing to read into, uh, and we're reading into all of this and trying to connect dots, is... The reports going into this particular coaching search were that, hey, Sean Payton, wherever he goes, he's going to want to take Vic Fangio as the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Now, that would have been weird if Fangio ended up back in Denver. Probably not a possibility. Fangio takes a job just over the weekend with the Miami Dolphins as their new defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. We don't know you know, how strong that bond was in the, between the two coaches in this process. We don't know if it was Sean Payton saying, you know what? You know what, Vic? You take care of yourself. I don't know if I'm ready to take the plunge just yet. Uh, I want you to work next year. Maybe we can revisit this down the road. Or if it was Fangio saying, hey, let's go while we're young. I, wa- I want to work. I want to work with you, but I can't wait either. So um, I think that that could prove to be telling in this whole process. Sean Payton said or, we'll, we'll know something more later in the week. Or like you said, maybe, maybe, maybe going to Denver has refired up and Vic Fangio's like, I ain't going there. Yeah. That's one place I'm not going. Sean, I love you, man, but I ain't going there. Yeah. All right, dude, you better go latch on someplace. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I do know, again, there are two gigantic boxes that may or may not be solved by one guy, but one is the accountability, the discipline, and the leadership and the alpha male. Everything Cliff Kingsbury was not. That has that box has to be checked, and I think it's going to be. But the how do we get Kyler Murray to be as good as Jalen Hurts and or Patrick Mahomes, like you said, how do we get him to be that guy that can win playoff games? That that has to be addressed. That's not going to happen magically. It's not going to happen because you wish it to happen. And it's not going to happen with a newbie rookie hire. No, and it's not going to happen unless you give the requisite pieces, too. And mostly, mm-hmm. and, and I think the Cardinals, even under Steve Kime, tried to give Kyler Murray weapons to work with, but didn't necessarily do much on the offensive line. And you saw that offensive line break down completely. Uh, one last note on the Fangio thing. Frank Reich was really hot and heavy after him, too. After he got the Carolina job, he wanted Fangio to be the D.C. in Carolina, and that didn't come to fruition, obviously, over the weekend. So uh, a lot of moving people. Piece is still in this coaching search. Uh, starting next Monday, listen for your name every day to qualify for your chance to win tickets to Super Bowl 57. Just text SUPER to 620-620. That'll get you registered. Once you hear your name, call within the time frame. You could be heading to Super Bowl 57. Plus, win tickets to fa- the FanDuel Party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl experience. That's SUPER. Text that word to 620-620, and that'll get you entered. It's uh, Arizona Sports All Access presented by Bud Light and 
and FanDuel. Coming up next, we'll hand out some weekend hardware. Bickley and Murata mornings, live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome on back to Bickley and Murata Mornings, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We're going to our website, as we do every single day at this time, ArizonaSports.com. We're looking at our daily poll question. Who is your Super Bowl pick between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Dan and Vince. Who is your pick? I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to Eagles, too, uh, with the right to change my mind over the next two weeks. But Absolutely. first glance at it, you know, Philadelphia's ability to run the ball and Kansas City's inability to run the ball. You know their longest run from scrimmage in that game last night was six yards? Wow. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't necessarily a showcase game for the running games for either teams. But I, I, I think that is a big factor going in, uh, is that the Eagles can rely on that. And they got three running backs plus Hurts that they can mm-hmm. un, un, unleash on you. So, mm-hmm. Well, as you said, you reserve the right to change your mind over the next two weeks. And don't worry, I'll probably ask you at least four more times. Ah, ah, ah. So right now... We placed a vote for the Eagles. It refreshed. Let me place another one. 64% of our voters also say the Eagles will win the Super Bowl. 36% say Kansas City. The next time you ask it, though, I, yeah. I hope it's written that way. Okay, now who do you think? <laughs> it's been four days. Now! You got it. Today's Sanderson Ford poll question on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. and Marotta Mornings, handing out the hardware. We hand out awards. We call it hardware. It's brought to you by Revitalize. It's uh, weight loss and wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize. Proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. Vic, what did you see over the weekend? Oh, you want me to start? I do. Okay. All right. My betrayal award, Vinny, I'm giving it to the Empire State Building. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Did we all just lose the story? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't. Go back. Then volunteer to go first, Farad. I don't know what to tell you. He, he volunteered you to go first. All right, the go. Empire State Building that lit up in Eagles colors after the Eagles victory yesterday. Vinny, New York mm. Post actually did, devoted a whole cover to it. <laughs> what was the headline? Something. Something probably around betrayal. I think snarky and yeah. Let me see. Off. Let me see. Yeah. yeah. Let me see what I can find. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Which would be very. Uh, very on brand for them. Oh, it's no longer the uh, the the featured thing. It was earlier today. Trust me on that. That's yeah. That's an interesting choice for them. The sanitation department was quoted in a story in the New York Times. Did you see this quote, Dan Bickley? They called it treacherous, traitorous, and unforgivable. Absolutely, it's all that stuff, right? <laughs> so good. Then they covered up. Treacherous, traitorous, and unforgivable. They followed it up. They they then were lit up red and white after the Chiefs won. And the Empire State Building said, that hurt us more than it hurt you about the Eagles. So. Yeah. That's um, funny. My, that's funny. That is funny. My first award is the Tell Me You Don't Do Your Job Without Telling Me You Don't Do Your Job Award. 
and I'm giving it to Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. In response uh, to the trade that went down in the NBA last week with the Los Angeles Lakers acquiring Rui Hachimura from the uh, Washington Wizards, spouted this gold on TNT. Shaq the casual. Let, let me clarify. Please do. Please do. Albert Einstein said things you can get access to you should never memorize. <laughs> if you ain't a top 10 player, I don't know who you are. That's no disrespect. I don't, uh, how, how am I supposed to know who the kid was? But he came to your Lakers. I know he is now, but I didn't, you know, like, if I'm general manager and I got the big name guys on my team and I'm doing a while, I need one more big name guy. Complimentary big name guy. When impressed me, that name should have been Bradley Bill. Can now, I pretend like I'm Now we're talking, right, Candace? Okay, but I do yeah. think for, for the Lakers not wanting to give up a I've number one pick. Okay, but they did not want to give up a number It goes on and on, but basically saying, if you're not, not a top ten player, I don't know who you are. How am I supposed to know who this guy is? I don't know. You get paid tens of millions of dollars to cover the NBA. It's always this flex about how good Shaq was as a player. And if you're not at his level, you're not worth his time. Yeah. And he's part of a really good show. That mm-hmm. frustrated the hell out of me. Mm. Well, really, then you're going to love. was a top 10 draft pick. You're going to love my follow up then. Yay! NBA on TNT, really where you should maybe not go for Rory Hachimura <laughs> analysis. This is from Charles Barkley. Great trade getting uh, Huchimama. Rui Hachimura. Huchimama. That's a great trade, Rob Kalinka. <laughs> I have all the confidence in the world that that was Barkley having fun with the last name and he yeah. knows a little it bit is, about the yeah. player. Right. Fair enough. But Shaq admits, how am I supposed to know who that is? You want to impress me? Because that's the goal of every general manager in a trade, is to impress Shaq, who only knows 10 players in the whole it's, league. And hey, if you need help, you've got a team of producers. We, yeah, all, love the sh- we all love the show. It is yeah. funny how part of the show is how two of the analysts don't know what's going on in the NBA. Remember they do the which team is he on now with, with Barkley and he yeah. gets half of them wrong? That, mm-hmm. that game's not the easiest game. We have Charles on and it, when he asks him questions about the NBA, he knows what's going on. He follows college basketball. Shaq is allergic to all of it. It's too cool for it. I've taken up too much time. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> all right. This is the Cincinnati You Are Not Patrick Mahomes Father Award. <laughs> Trust me, there's a reason. Earlier in the show, we talked about all of the trash talk between the Bengals and the Chiefs, including the city's respective mayors. Uh, Travis Kelsey called the Cincinnati mayor a jabroni, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if you guys heard this part after he left the field, though, and went into his postgame press conference after he had gotten dressed and you know showered and all that stuff. Did you hear what he said about the Cincinnati uh, mayor in his postgame press conference? No. Okay, he said, Travis Kelsey said, Cincinnati was a better city when Jerry Springer was the mayor. <laughs> did you guys know Jerry wow. Springer was yes. the mayor of Cincinnati? Yes, did. Yes. Oh my that, gosh, that, I did not know that. That's the best trash talk of the weekend right there. Yes. pretty good. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know he had served on Cincinnati City Council. Yeah. He solicited He's got quite a backstory. How about that? How about it? I learned something new today. The Man is a Menace Award I'm giving to golfer, live golfer, Patrick Reed, once again in the crosshairs of a cheating allegation. Over the weekend at the at the Dubai Desert Classic, Patrick Reed hit his tee shot right into a tree. 
He claims he identified the, his golf ball in the tree with a, with a pair of binoculars, and the tree that he claimed he spotted it in was conveniently the last tree in a row. So he was afforded a drop right underneath it, which gave him a clear shot at the green. Randall Chambly, who has been sued by Patrick Reed, uh, presented video evidence that his ball got stuck in the first tree, which would have led to a much more basically an unplayable lie kind of drop. But it, it's it, it's mind blowing to me that a guy that has been at the center of so many golf cheating episodes, you think he'd work really hard to not be at the center of any more <laughs> cheating episodes? You would think. He's such a likable He's dude. He's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> My next award is the uh, Time to Take the Vote Away Award, and I'm giving it to the NBA for the current way they determine all-star starters, which is a combination of fan vote, player vote, and media vote. But uh, the reason why they need to revamp this is, A, Austin Reeves of the Lakers finished with more votes than Devin Booker of the Suns. Kind of emblematic of a problem. And uh, B, four players in the league voted Oklahoma City Thunder rookie Chet Holmgren to be a starter in the All-Star game later this month. Holmgren has not played one second of NBA basketball this year after he hurt himself in a Pro-Am game last summer. Yet he got four votes to be a starter in the All-Star game. Not that it means that much, but come on. If you're going to go through the process, at least reward the ones that are actually deserving of it. I'd love to hear what the the even reasoning behind that was at all. Uh, My last award is the maybe they should have just done something somewhere every now and then award. And it goes to the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was nominated for the most Academy Awards. I watched it over the weekend. And I, uh, I don't know. I didn't didn't get it that much. It was strange. It was weird. It was very well made, very well acted. But it felt like the type of movie that people convince themselves that they like because it's so strange. Mm, Because they don't want to admit they don't understand it. Well, I understood it. I understood it. I just thought it was like artsy and weird just for the sake of being that way. Artsy and weird. My son's a big movie snob. He loved it. I know. He said it was his favorite Number movie one there. of his uh, list of 2022. I haven't watched wow. it yet. Neither have I. Probably. Too much won't. reading involved for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. This is the Left on Red Award. It's going to uh, Philadelphia local government, I guess. Uh, a woman named Sarah Baker tweeted a screenshot Sarah. of a text. Baker? Uh, last night tweeted a screenshot of a text and she tweeted, my friend in Philly has jury duty tomorrow. He just got this text reminder. In the text that she includes, it says, parentheses, jury duty. And you see it is from courts.philadelphia.gov. Yes, dot, dot, dot. We still need you for jury duty. Go birds! With like seven exclamation points. Wow. Yeah, people uh, people trying to dip out of their civic duty. How about people are going to try to dip out of their civic duty on the Monday after the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't blame them. I do not. All right. There we go. Thanks, everybody. Hardware brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Coming up, some final thoughts on this Monday, including some bubbling rumors on the Suns trade front. Could we be getting closer to something? We'll get into that next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings. Live from the Akchin Community Studios on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the Day. Lost as I 
hijacked the song of the day today, Bill. No, that's all right. There's a reason for it. Uh, this song is called Grand Canyon by Maynard James Keenan's band, Pussifer. You ever heard this before? I have, I have not heard I this not. song. I freely admit that I did a search on Grand Canyon for a reason. So you, a lot of people have seen this graphic. Uh, that the NFL put out on their official Twitter account. It was yeah. Jalen Hurts, Patrick, or caricatures of uh, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Brock Purdy looking off into the distance over the Grand Canyon to State Farm Stadium. And people in Arizona are like, wait, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> not exactly the same area of the state. The Grand Pe- Canyon National Park Service uh, responded to it this morning. <laughs> really? <laughs> said, we hate to break it to you, NFL, but we won't be hosting Super Bowl 2023. For tips on visiting the park during your visit to the Grand Canyon State, and they have a link to it. That's funny. I mean, it looks like it's at Horseshoe Bend, right, which is really close to the Grand Canyon, and parking looks like a nightmare there. It really does. Like, you would have to... Down uh, and off the cliff? You'd have to, like, scale up to get from the parking lot to the stadium. Uh, So there's the reason why we're playing uh, Grand Canyon is today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. A new week, some new Suns rumors. Uh, Shams Tarania from The Athletic and Stadium putting it out there today that the Suns have given the Milwaukee Bucks permission to talk to Jay Crowder. Which Ooh. seems kind of weird that added... Didn't they give Jay Crowder permission to seek a trade back in October? Yeah, it, 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 it does seem weird unless they are right on the precipice of a deal. And uh, now now Milwaukee just needs a face-to-face to know that they're on, you know, that, that they're getting what they think they're getting. Yeah. Uh, Tarania added that uh, Phoenix and Milwaukee have discussed trade options around Crowder for months, and a current proposal involves wing Jordan Wara, veteran guard George Hill, veteran big man Serge Ibaka, plus second-round draft picks. Um, and people are like, wait, that's a... That's a lot coming in with the salaries match. I looked it up. The salaries match because Hill and Ibaka's, you know, older veterans don't make that much. All right. They're also, as older veterans, I don't know how much immediate help they would give. And I know I've been saying for months now, just get something for Jay Crowder. Yeah. That's something. I mean, those guys could help. War is shooting 40% in a limited role mm-hmm. from three-point range for the Bucks. Um... I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the market is for Jay Crowder right now. I don't know how much he's damaged his own reputation. I think he would fit in Milwaukee. But, you know, they've never really replaced that P.J. Tucker piece since he left. Um, we'll see. Well, to me, I, to me, if you've got the Bucks that want Jay Crowder, then you think that all the teams competing with the Bucks would be interested. You would. Th- you, Miami's allegedly got a standing offer. There were reports over the weekend that the Bulls are interested. If you've got this many teams interested, you shouldn't have a leverage problem. You shouldn't. Miami is interesting. There's always been that connection there, even though Jay Crowder didn't play there very long. He played 20 regular season games that year, and then in the bubble uh, playoffs when the Heat went to the championship round. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the Bulls, they, they're they kind of on the team that could blow everything up because they've yeah. been so disappointing. Yeah, oh, I know. So I don't know if he helps them with an expiring contract with, you know, with playoff ramifications. It's interesting. 
Um, there was also a report that uh, Tarani has said the Suns have apparently have interest in Toronto Raptors forward OG Ananobi. Uh, he will not play tonight with the Raptors in town. He's out for tonight's game. Devin Booker remains out. Landry Shamit and Cameron Payne remain out as well. Though uh, late last week, uh, Gambo put out there that he would expect Devin Booker to play sometime this week. The next Suns home game is Wednesday night against the Hawks. That would also mark the date of the alleged reevaluation well, of, of the Booker yeah, injury. Yeah, that, that's, that's a lot because people thought that the reevaluation wasn't going to happen until the beginning of February. Then after that would come all the get your win back, get your the contact back and all that stuff. So, yeah, that would be, that would be much quicker than I think we expected, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so something to keep an eye on. Maybe something's finally bubbling on the Jay Crowder front. Yeah. Over the uh, weekend in the NBA, Lakers lose to the Boston Celtics in overtime that had a lot of officiating <laughs> headlines coming out of it. Uh, in a tie game at the end of regulation, LeBron James uh, drives to the left of the basket, goes up for a left-handed layup, gets absolutely hacked in the act by Jason Tatum. No whistle, no foul. LeBron oh, did he throw a he loses fit. his mind. Oh, did he throw a fit? Um, the game goes to overtime. The Celtics win the game. The Lakers talked about being cheated after the game. Patrick Beverly, in the course of the game, took a camera from a courtside photographer that had a still shot of the foul happening, mm-hmm. went over and showed it to Eric Lewis, the lead official. That led to a, a technical foul on Beverly, which you probably had to do. But the NBA official NBA refs Twitter account put this out. Um, yeah, and, and Lewis admitted after the game they blew the call. The tweet says, like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. I don't know if that was the right thing for the official Twitter account of NBA refs to I, do. I tend to agree with you. All right, Admitting it after the game and you know getting that that follow up on the last two minute report is probably enough. I'm going to say this uh, as somebody who does not like LeBron James and is very fearful that LeBron James is going to be a member of the Phoenix Suns next year. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed that little fit he threw on the court, but he was fouled. They got robbed. It was. Normally, even if there's not contact, a player chops down on another right player on like arm. that. Yeah, you're gonna get the foul yeah. just based on that motion but alone. Watching him go nuts, and Jason Tatum gets away court. with the foul and yeah. then trolls everybody. He gets the ball and runs down the court with his with his number one finger up. Like you didn't even win the game; you had to this, win it in overtime. This regular season, uh, I've I've about had it with it, and we're not even at the All Star break. Yet. No, we got thirty plus games. Oh, to great, go. great. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us. Thanks to Max Stark for joining us. Have a great day. Everybody, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke are up next.